This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Well, no, I get by with a little help from my friends. Let's kick off the my lighting up. Boy. From my friends. The star of the show. Boy. Boy. I spoke to a radio broadcaster famous here in New York, WABC, Sid Rosenberg. Boy. This Boy. is Sid and Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help. From my friends, 77 WABC. Of a Christmas, just like the ones I used to know. What is that, Bing Crosby? He used to beat his son up with that strap. I mean, over the top, they should have called child welfare on him, they should have called diapers on him. Hey, come on. Every time you pick a song, I'm having nightmares, flashbacks here, Diego. What do you want to hear, Curtis? What do you want to hear today? I want to be on Diego's side. This is a great song because the last time we were together, John Katsimatidis was with us, uh, three of us substituting for uh, Sid Rosenberg. Remember at this very studio named in honor of Bernard McGurk, we miss him dearly. John promised me, remember he promised me a white Christmas. Yeah. Nope, not seeing it yet. We not haven't had yet. snow here. It's going to be in the 50s today. Two and a half years. Two and a half years. And they say, well, look at the farmer's almanac, you know. Do I look like farmer? Do I look like a member of the 4-H club, right? So they, oh, no, the new farmer's almanac for 2024 says we're going to get hit with snow late uh, January, February. And I say in Italian, ma quana mai, I see the piles of salt. <laughs> At the sanitation uh, depots, but we, we don't have snow anymore. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. We're all waiting for it. I think in my daughter's lifetime. I don't know if she's seen snow at this point. But, Curtis, you know, you talk about piles of salt, and, and this got me thinking about something we said By the a way, little let me, earlier let me today. Yeah, ahead, you, there are two piles of salt because we have to be always uh, 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 religious-specific. Uh, when you go into a Gentile neighborhood, the sanitation department now spreads around uh, uh, Red Cross salt for the Christians. And for the Jews, they get the kosher salt. Did really? you know that? No. Are you serious? When I was living in Forest Hills for a while, the Department of Sanitation would put out the kosher salt because it's mostly Jews. How do you know it's mostly Jews? No freaking Christmas lights, right? Whole blocks are like, I mean, dark. You you go to Tyka Heights, although there's less and less of those mansions being lit lit up as yeah. Italian Americans uh, leave. That would be lit up like a Christmas yeah. tree, every block, every square inch. <laughs> but yeah, we asked the Department of Sanitation, hey, what kind of salt you're putting down here? Oh, it's a Jewish neighborhood. It's kosher salt. You go into a Gentile neighborhood over in uh, Middle Village. What kind of salt you're putting in? Right across the Woodhaven Boulevard by the cemetery, St. John's. Oh, well, of course, it's Red Cross salt. Get out of here. I, I am no not kidding. They would have kosher versus actual Red Why Cross salt. Why would you? Everything no, else I, is divided. Yeah, I hear. That's amazing. That's you a, see, I'm you're learning, learning, you're learning things here, Andrew. I'm learning from the one and only Curtis Lewa. And like I said, piles of salt we're talking about here. Two different types of piles of salt. You mentioned something a little earlier, and it got me thinking, Curtis. Did you ever get coal on Christmas? 
And wood in the stocking stuffer. You're damn right. Wood. I didn't know wood was something that you would give to those well, uh, bad boys and girls. Doesn't wood eventually turn into coal? Isn't, I, it, isn't that? I any, didn't know this. Anybody I out the there major in chemistry, if wood uh, is buried deep in the Earth's surface, doesn't it eventually almost like become... Like coal? I didn't know that. I'm learning this right now. So. Well, I'm not necessarily sure that myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm uh, sort of strap. Uh, con- uh, what is it? Extrapolating. Yes, I love this. So now you're the chemist as well. <laughs> Curtis, chemist, Curtis yeah. the chemist on uh, Christmas. I'm, I'm the salt extra. By the way, I learned all about salt from my uncle Steve in Detroit. Do you know that Detroit is built over a salt mine? They're constantly digging salt Another underneath. Another nugget that I've learned today. Yeah, yeah. Curtis. And now nobody wants salt because it leads to high blood pressure, and then you stroke out and you get a heart attack. Well, I was No just, salt. <laughs> no more salt. But, Cole, I have to ask, do you think in New York City it's okay for Santa Claus to bring coal? Or in some of these green energy zealot havens that we're seeing around New York and the world? Because, you know... Look, Santa's got to pull a little coal in there because you got to incentivize the kids to be, uh, you know, nice for well, Christmas now, now and all that I'm, year. Uh, suffering from attention deficit disorder, yes. you got me on salt. I need to add one more thing about salt. <laughs> Please, Having more been salt. A night manager at Mickey D's. People yeah. who eat fast food yep. always say to me, Curtis, the salt is going to kill me. You know, I got high blood pressure. I got to watch my salt. This is the trick. You go in, you put your order in. You're going to get ripped off. You're paying way more money for that fast food you can. Not just Mickey D, Burger King. Where, where Crazy do you how go? Much Wendy's, more right? It is now. You order your fries because you know they always like put like a, a half of a canister of salt in the fry uh, uh, bin. You say I must have my fries without salt. I have high blood pressure. Please, they have to make brand new French fries. You make them clean the bin out, you know, with the bounty paper towel, right. so there's no salt in the bin. Then they give you the fries, freshly made, so now you're actually getting quality product, hot fries. And then you take two of the salt packets and you put the you salt put them in on there. So your that way you're getting the fresh fries. Exactly. Oh, I could, <laughs> I could do show after show, all the tricks. You're getting ripped off when you buy fast food. Think of the prices that it's you're paying. Crazy. It's crazy now. You go to McDonald's and you're paying $15 a meal, basically. And by the way, so many people will be going out for breakfast today if you can find a place that's open on Christmas. You know what makes for a good uh, breakfast place? What's With that? all the diners in New Jersey, the cup of coffee. Yeah. If you don't have a good cup of coffee, nobody's going to come. It's true. you got to have a good cup of coffee. Also, the way you do the toast, too. The toast is so important. you got to have the butter on the toast right there. It's exactly. kind of almost like sucked yeah, when into they give it right you, there. They give you the little canister I by can't, then. I can't deal it's with the It's not going to melt into the damn toast. You're so right. Exactly. Well, you were talking about coal. Yes. Why did you digress from talking about coal and wood in your stocking stuff? Well, no, because we were talking about salt. I thought we were doing an hour on salt. We're not going to do an hour on salt. No, I'll, no, I'll no. get into the coal over here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you know, I want to ask. In New York, have they signed, have they, you know, they've passed 500 new pieces of legislation that I'm trying to figure this out. As somebody who thinks he's plugged in here in the New York State well, so scene politically. so are the legislators because they haven't even read it. And, and I'm trying to figure out, as somebody who wants to be an informed citizen, yes. what has been passed into law in this state over the last uh, week, basically, before there's going to be a new legislative session coming next year over here in the new year. And I want to wonder, I, I've been wondering, is coal okay to actually give in New York? Or have these 
crazy legislatures up in Albany and Governor Hochul sign maybe some green new energy deal that we can't give coal in New York anymore. Maybe you. in some of these leftist states, maybe in some of these crazy climate driven countries over uh, here, they're not giving coal. Let me tell what you, you, when say? I was a kid, uh, my mother and my father, my father was away most of the time as a merchant seaman, but when he was home for the Christmas holiday, that say to me, you know, I see, Curtis, you've given the list to Santa Claus of what you want. We're going to send it to Santa Claus. But a lot of the brownies who were around, these are Santa Claus's brownies. And we knew what brownies were. They they had their, their, their schnoz, you know, up the teachers took us, you know. <laughs> so brownies, oh, yeah, they're browning up uh, Santa Claus. And they're telling him whether you've been good or bad. Santa Claus's brownies. And if you've been bad... He's going to leave you coal and wood in your stocking stuffer. So we had three stocking stuffers. Uh, there was Alita, my older sister, Maria, my younger sister, and I was right in the middle. And then naturally you have the stocking stuffer for my father, Chester, and my mother, uh, Francesca. Well, on occasion, I would be stuck with coal and wood because I had been a bad boy. <laughs> on occasion? Just on occasion? On occasion. Not, not the regular. Well, you know, when I had my JD card, my juvenile delinquent card from the 69th <laughs> precinct. But in the meantime, my sisters were getting, like, really nice things in this stocking stuffer. I can speak for Maria. She's wonderful. She's a great PR agent. I loved her. I used her on my gubernatorial campaign. So, yes, yeah, she should never go there. But you. They made out the like bandits. Hands. So I recognized that no matter how many requests I put in a Santa Claus up in the North Pole. And by the way, what happens to uh, Mr. Santa Claus and Mrs. Santa Claus and the reindeer and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer as the North Pole is melting? You know, there's no land underneath like Antarctica. So if it melts away, where are they going to be, right? It's not the South Pole. It's the North Pole. But you see, I digress again. So I would ask for something like a red wagon. A uh, bicycle. I only wanted the one thing, because I knew I had, I had scored so many negative points right. that I'd be lucky to get one of them. And I think my parents decided, well, let's get him that one thing he desired. Yeah. Whether it's the red wagon that I take all over the neighborhood, or the bicycles, you know, and I would elevate it up to a, a Schwinn Big Chief bicycle. I didn't want a <laughs> lot of presents because you know what they do? They give you underwear. They give you T-shirts. They give you socks. It's yeah. like, I don't, what, that's not a present. It's true. As a kid, you're always looking at it, especially as a boy, and you're looking at the clothes, and you're like, uh, this, is, this is for me? Your no, aunts, this is for you. Your aunts this would be giving you. Oh, you Absolutely. know, it's winter. It's a nice we had, sweater. We had real winters. You know, it's going to get cold out there. You got to put on three pairs of long winter underwear. Did you ever get winter underwear underneath the Christmas tree? I did. I, I did. I got it with socks the, the union flap in the back. With the, <laughs> this is like relics of the Civil War. You're still wearing one I of those, aren't you? My Aunt Louise, I said, what the hell has got a flap in the back? She goes, well, that's that's so you don't have to take it all off when you go into the bathroom and you take care of your needs. You're kidding, a flap in the back. But I wear underwear underneath my long underwear. She said, well, you, the tradition is you only wear one pair of underwear. Can you imagine if you are a Mormon? Mitt Romney, the one time he was asked a question when he was running for president, uh, you know, like with uh, Clinton MTV, do you wear briefs or do you wear boxer shorts? Right. Mitt Romney wears Mormon underwear, which is like wrapping yourself up like the Sphinx. <laughs> like the Sphinx. <laughs> you see how we've gotten down in the nitty-gritty of BBDs I mean, and Fruit of the Loom. What an amazing uh, Christmas uh, I do not want Fruit of the Loom taken. or BVDs. Over here. 
uh, as part of the presence underneath the tree. As the youngins say these days, I didn't have Mitt Romney's underwear on my Christmas bingo card, to be perfectly honest, <laughs> Curtis. But I guess we're there. I guess we're talking about Romney's sphinx-esque underwear this and, Christmas season. And uh, when we come back, we have to get in. I haven't answered your question yes. about coal. Yeah. And taking you back to Germany, where I know this is going to cause a lot of people grief. Yes, that's where Christmas started amongst the pagans. It was culturally and religiously appropriated from, yeah, I wouldn't call them the Huns at that time, but it wasn't us. That's for sure. And I'm wondering, was it the Catholics in Bavaria? Nope. I think it was the Protestants. Uh, Lutherans, could it be? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. This is before the Lutherans and the indulgences tacked on the wall and then the Reformation and hundreds of thousands of Christians killed back and forth. That's only 500 years ago. That's, Andrew, that's only 500 years ago. <laughs> Just And we think we have problems now. It's, it is amazing when you look at the history of the world and the United States and you say, hey, look, seems, things seem tough right now. You, it's if been, not, it's, if it's not been for your wife's ride. peeps and my peeps, the Poles, at the fort there in Vienna when we held off the Turks of the Ottoman Empire... Uh, Solomon, the Imam Solomon, or whatever the hell his name was, we'd all be bowing five times a day to Mecca and Medina. They say in the history of humankind, 7% of the time have been peace years. 93% have been years of war. We know the last couple of those years have oh, been Oh, peace in the world. Warriors. Christmas is here. Well, guess what? That ain't always the occasion. Sid Rosenberg's away. It's Andrew Giuliani. Yours truly, Curtis Lewa. John Katzmatidis is convalescing. He's got pneumonia. I feel better, John. We're thinking about you. We're thinking about Margot and the whole family this Christmas. Right. And a lot of other people who are bedridden because of something that's out there in the air that hasn't yet been described. And to the many who are on their own, as either family or friends have uh, fled the coop, just know you have a friend of your own. This may be for you the loneliest time of the year as opposed to the most joyous time of the year, as Andy Williams sang. Well, you can know that we're here with you with live and local programming. Just keep listening to WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GoboLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. 
My little Nat Cole, King Cole, thank God, when I was growing up, I could actually see him on a variety show. That was one of the first African-Americans to have his own show on TV. And there's a lot of blowback. I mean, a lot of blowback. They said, well, you won't be able to get sponsors. You won't be able to keep advertisers. We take those things for granted. Back then, that was a huge thing. Nat King Cole had his own variety show. And he was on the precipice of being canceled like every week. And yet America, they would look at him. They would hear him sing. Great pipes. He had great guests on, white and black. And all of a sudden, he became part of the tradition of Americana. And this song. You see, I, I can't say anything negative yeah, about this say, song. Yeah, I was going to say, Curtis, like, uh, I mean, this is like negatively Curtis, the opposite of Ernie Anastas over here. You know? well, wait, that's heck? right. What is that? Positively, positively Ernie? Positively Ernie. This is pessimistically Curtis. Yes. Negatively I like that. Curtis. You because like that? Ernie Anastas is like the sunshine kid, right? You know, everything is positive. His, uh, when you walk throughout the halls of WABC, if Ernie's in, you could feel it. It's like the energy is palpable. Oh, you know, it's great because he loves to tell the story about Walter Cronkite. To him, the greatest newscaster of all time. My father said, Walter Cronkite, he's a communist. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, no, he's not watching. We watched Chet Huntley and David Brinkley, which was the NBC nightly news. Uh, back then, everybody watched the nightly news. Nobody watched ABC, uh, locally Channel 7. It was either Walter Cronkite or Channel 2, CBS, which our family did not watch. It was or Chet Huntley and David Brinkley, because my father said, yeah, you get two points instead of that communist point of view. Now, our guy, Bob Brown, who says, I won't do uh, the story unless there's sound, Bob Brown. He's a big believer also in Walter Cronkite. He goes, yeah, he used to take vitamin B12 shots in between broadcasts. I said, yeah, you believe that myth? That's what they said about JFK. He was getting vitamin B12 shots. It was speed. <laughs> little, little, little some harder. It was speed. B12, huh? Oh, man, that's, that really sets me off this whole idolatry about Walter Cronkite. The great. He was lying half the time. <laughs> they were all lying half the time. We, we have this idea that back then things were pristine. Walter Cronkite spoke, and we all said, it's like... God speaking to a Walter Cronkite. My father said he's a communist, man. Turn it over to, to NBC, Chet, uh, Chet Huntley and David Brinkley. What, how did your father at the time know that Cronkite had kind of communist leadings, which, you know, in the, in the history of times, we've seen it now. We've certainly seen that he actually did have some communist well, leanings. Well, remember How back then, a lot of people were exposed to communism coming out of the Depression. My dad, big union guy, National Maritime Union. He'd be a delegate. They'd always be battling off the communists who were trying to come in and take over the union. So my dad made me very aware of that, said, look, there was a time it was very cool. It was very hip. It was very happening to be siding with the American communists. A lot of people got wiped out by Senator Joe McCarthy, who said, oh, they're all communists and careers were destroyed. He goes, some of that is true. Some of that is not true. You have to assess it, Curtis. Person by person. But he said, I can I can tell you without a question that Walter Cronkite had communist leanings, and we are not watching Walter Cronkite in this house. I remember one time I went to change the channel because I wanted to watch cartoons. And, like, my dad was only home four months of the year because he was out at sea. He hit me so hard on my tukas, my duper, <laughs> that my mother felt... 
the uh, vibrations. So don't you ever turn the news off. NBC, David Brinkley, Chet Huntley. Never Walter Cronkite. Never, 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 <laughs> never. Was Cronkite with CBS? Is CBS. Was? He was CBS. Oh, and you, you, you listen to people around here. Walter Cronkite was God. No, he wasn't. He was a news reader. Mm-hmm. These people read the news. Mm-hmm. Now, do they have input in what news was chosen back then? Yeah, more so than now. Right. But this impression that because you're, uh, you know, you're speaking before millions of people and you're reading the news... Who created that news? Now at least we get a lot of diversity. You get to cherry pick what you want to believe and what you don't want to believe. Mm -hmm. As opposed to back then, you didn't have anything else to be able to hang your hat on. Yeah. Yeah, no, you really force fed it there. And I could tell you, you know, this is now going more toward the present, but you're absolutely right in terms of news readers, how much things are pre-prepared for you on television Versus radio, well, where this is something you create you, yourself. It's done, a very big difference. You've done television. Yep. I've done television. Uh, people need to know most of it's on teleprompter. Yes. Yes, there is a little improv. The bigger you are, the more improv you can do. Mm-hmm. But if you're like one of those mid-level TV guys or gals that many of you adore. You stick oh, to the prompter. You have to stick to the prompter. Totally. Your career. That's and it. if you verge off of that prompter, that producer is in your ear because they all have those That's earbuds. True. If you ever do that again, you're going to be selling apples and pencils out there on 6th Avenue in front of Radio City Music Hall. I I remember, actually, one of the last times I did a news broadcast before I ran for governor, uh, I compared Biden to an exotic animal, a sloth. And it was on my mind because I was just talking to my friend that owns an exotic animal place down in Florida. And not, not like the Tiger King, not the tigers, but, you know, they've got sloths. It's called Animal Adventures. They've got sloths. They've got zebras. They've got kangaroos, all kinds of exotic animals. And a sloth was on my mind. And I remember seeing like a little something he sent over. And I called Biden a sloth. And immediately I got a little thing from the producer like, don't be calling Biden an exotic uh, animal. That's boy, no good. You have a weird thinking process. I don't think in my entire life of close to 70 years I've ever thought of sloths. <laughs> well, they have sloths. And, you know. Before don't I try went to, to Animal Adventures, don't, don't try to justify I never thought it. about it. Oh, my God. But here, <laughs> when you had your baptism in talk radio, and now yes. you're, you're in the Curtis Lewa boot camp here, mm-hmm. as we're shaping you up on Sunday nights from 8 to 9, you probably thought, hey, I can just come in here and do talk radio. Right. No way. It's very different. I, because think about it. For me, I, I'm somebody who... Uh, I get a lot of my points out visually, right? So a lot of what I'm doing, right, I speak with my hands, facial gestures and all that. All that needs to be conveyed through your voice. And that's the challenge. That's also, I think, the beauty of talk radio and why they call it kind of the most intimate form of communicating. So learning how to do that, how some of the greats are able to do that is really amazing. And I think it's also why some of the people that are great in talk radio, maybe when they turn the radio off, they might have some other potential personal issues in their life because I think to be great in this medium, in some ways, you give so much to much of yourself to it that it's uh, it's difficult to well, find balance in some other places. I'll give you an example. As part of the Curtis Lewa boot camp, yes. and we put Dominic Carter through it, Anthony Weiner, Andrew's going through it. Uh, I've re-enrolled Frank Morano, the Mama Luke. He's back uh, into it. He's back into okay. it. I, 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 we had a come to Jesus meeting, and let me tell you, Jesus was not in the manger when I was talking to him because he would have turned colors from the language that I was using. 
is there are certain specifics, and the specific are you got to be in the studio, you have to be able to sort of uh, have some kind of relationship with your staff because you're so dependent on them. Yeah, you and Diego have a great relationship. It yeah, I like, hate you Diego know, with well, a passion. That's nice. So as long as passion, you don't want indifference. The opposite of love is indifference. No, no, not Diego, Diego is like a lot of other board operators. They have attention deficit disorder because they have a, a cell phone there. It's like cops on the beat. Oh, I have to look at my cell phone because you never know the precinct's trying to get me. Maybe what it's for cop- his own welfare that he's ignoring you yeah, because what you did- insult him. What second. did cops do years ago when they had no cell phones? There was no 911, right? They walked the beat. They looked at everybody. And if you gave them a hard time, they'd make your, your kneecaps start singing and ringing by giving you a wooden shampoo. Now the cops are all, oh, I, 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 look at his, you know, the precinct may be trying to get in touch with me. Bull feathers. And that's you too, Diego. Well, I got to look at him and I may be getting instructions from the program director or the is owner he on operator. His, is he on the dating app? Is that the deal you're telling oh, me? He's on the, such, he's swiping right, swiping left? Such nonsense. While we're, uh, while you we're know, talking? Should, we should actually swipe all of their technology away from them when they <laughs> check in here at WABC. We did it a while in the schools. It was a, hit, a hell of a lot easier it's to a, manage in the public schools. It's a big problem in the schools because kids, in many ways, they're not paying attention to what the heck is going on. It's a massive problem. You want to know schools. how many kids today are going to be with their families, extended families, maybe for the only time of the year? Yeah. And they're not even going to look up at the table? No, it's it's a massive problem. And uh, it to me, as a parent of a young daughter, I keep thinking, how is that going to affect her life? How can we limit that where she's going to be able to have the skills necessary to be able to utilize the technology without being completely reliant on it? Because there's so much to learn from an interpersonal standpoint. You know what you do? Just put coal and wood in her stocking stuffer, and that'll get the message across. Look at it. Look, Diego is looking at something, right? He's not even looking at us. This is so typical of board operators. There's nothing more important going on than for you to have eye contact with Andrew Giuliani and yours truly. This is like the new Leonard Bernstein movie. Well, if you, if you I missed- am the maestro. I have attention, attention orchestra, or you're going to be on the outside looking in. You pay attention. To the maestro. Well, if you missed uh, Sid Rosenberg's ego this morning, you have Curtis Lewa and Andrew Giuliani, who's demanding your eyes stay on us for all four hours here, Diego. And coming back, Curtis, did you go to Harvard? Are you kidding? I got kicked out of high school and I uh, never looked back. Well, guess what? Harvard's got a little issues here. They may be involving Barack Obama and some pressure for the board to resign. Talk a little politics as we get back on this wonderful Christmas Day. Curtis Sliwa with yours truly, Andrew Giuliani. You talk. We listen. 77 WABC. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help. 
What problems you got with the king here, Slee? Well, I want to hear your analysis of Elvis Presley. Pedophile on a pedestal, yeah, Elvis <laughs> Presley. Oh, my God. From Tupelo, Mississippi. He was a Mama Luke, right? I mean, we think Frank Morano is a Mama Luke. The ultimate Mama Luke was Elvis Presley. By the way, it was a Chavez Goy, just like um, uh, Colin Powell was, who grew up in the South Bronx. That man, as Gentiles, they would help the religious Jews... First, before the Sabbath, tearing all the uh, toilet paper. You're not permitted to tear any kind of paper, including Charmin. Really? Yes. And lighting the boilers and putting lights on and off, you know, for the truly observant. So, to his credit, uh, Elvis Presley was a Chavez Goy in Tupelo, Mississippi, where you were hard-pressed to find any Jews. And to Colin Powell who likewise was a Chavez Goy in the South Bronx when he went to Morris High School. I know you you can't tear toilet paper. No, no, hey, no technology, no nothing. You know, it's like you walk, you don't drive, all those things. I know know that, but toilet paper is considered technology. Wiping your tokens. I mean, we've been pooping since, uh, you know, the day we were born. Let me tell you something. You had Mr. Whipple said, hey, for the the Jews, the observant Jews— Chavez Goy, you got to make sure you tear the toilet paper. I mean, I guess at some point you think about it. At some point in world history, toilet paper was like cutting-edge technology. At some point you were kind of like, hey, we're going to let this thing air out over here. Let's find some leaves. And all of a sudden, there's toilet paper. It was got to well, be the invention of the year, the decade. One thing I and the Mama Luke Elvis Presley have in common is uh, he was not a college boy. No. And I was a high school dropout, kicked to the curb. By the Jesuits at Brooklyn Prep that Peter King always likes to remind people. He graduated from there. I didn't. I never looked back. But you are fixated on Harvard. Yes. A place that I have always hated. Yeah. So go ahead. Give me your update on you're Harvard. Jealous. I, I get it. You're jealous. I understand. Although I have to tell you, if my daughter Grace right now in 15, 16 years says I want to go to Harvard, I don't know if I would be supportive of it, even though it is kind of the preeminent institution, let's say, in the world where people think Harvard. Okay, well, if, if, you're, if your daughter so were to reason. qualify, right, some yes. Saudi prince will buy a few chairs uh, of a few uh, professors there, <laughs> and they'll, they'll buy their way into Harvard. Yes. So don't worry about it. They'll, they'll fill those seats with the, uh, the sons and daughters <sighs> of those with the fake phony uh, beards uh, and mustaches from the lands of Mecca and Medina. But you think about Harvard, you think of the Ivy League schools, you think even like Duke, where I went to, and it's kind of so much of it that is the doors it will open. And you wonder maybe if it's now the doors that are closing on these places, because even Harvard's board right now is facing pressure to resign in terms of what's going on under their watch. And you think about this. This really has become the anti-Semitic center of higher education, including NYU, including MIT, and including uh, University of Pennsylvania. Obviously, we saw that abomination of a congressional hearing two and a half weeks ago where Elise Stefanik just simply asked, is this against your university's code of ethics? 
calling for genocide. And the thing that was so hypocritical about this is Harvard is literally last in free speech. They did a ranking just earlier this year of 248 institutions. And the last institution in terms of freedom of speech was Harvard, except, except Curtis, if it's free speech about killing Jews, in which case it's completely protected, in which case they won't actually go to Congress and say this is something that's against our board of ethics, our code of ethics here at Harvard. So what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing is that Harvard's board now is facing pressure resign because they're not taking action against Claudine Gay that have seen billions of dollars in potential donations go out the window. And on top of that, Curtis, we've heard that Barack Obama has stepped in in support of gay. Why? Because they are pay- playing the race card. And it would look terrible, terrible, if the first black female president of Harvard was actually kicked out because of everything that's happened. Well, I'm surprised uh, because when uh, Jeffrey Epstein was alive, never went to Harvard University. Mm -hmm. Never. I mean, he grew up in Seagate near Coney Island, went to Mark Twain Junior High School, Lafayette High School, Cooper Union. He would wear all kinds of crimson, Harvard, because he would contribute to Harvard. (laughs) So this idea... Connections open the doors. Right. So this idea that people uh, get to determine who the chancellor is of the school... It's all a money game. Mm -hmm. So if the people are not happy with gay, they withhold their money. I mean, look, we're going to see 170 people's names dropped soon who were friends of Jeffrey Epstein. And more than just being friendly, but taking the Lolita Express from Teterboro Airport out to Pedophile Island off the Virgin Islands. Many of them uh, he met at Harvard when he was walking around, and as soon as he offered to donate money, we love you, Jeffrey Epstein. It didn't matter who you were. So guess what? Right now you have Jews who are pissed off, prominent Jews, who have made major donations to Harvard University. All right, they'll live or die, basically. They have endowments of billions of dollars. It's a private school. They want to have their own way of doing things. Fine, don't take uh, any government money. You can choose whoever you want as chancellor of uh, your school system. But I tell you this, don't ever believe this myth about Harvard. This is the other myth, Harvard, Harvard, Harvard. Well, let me let me school you here, Andrew. There's a kid named JFK who went to him. He wrote Profiles in Courage, right? He won a Pulitzer Prize. People, oh, wow. Uh, John F. Kennedy went to Harvard. He wrote Profiles in Courage. He never wrote Profiles in Courage. <laughs> His father paid somebody to write it. They never gave credit to the writer. They claimed it was JFK. JFK didn't even put a word into it. He wins a Pulitzer Prize, right? Then years later, to Harvard's credit, his uh, brother is going, Ted Kennedy, cheats on a Spanish exam. He has somebody else take the test. Mm -hmm. They excommunicated him. They expelled him from Harvard University. So there's Harvard the good and there's Harvard the bad. And then there's the Harvard of Al Gore, who now, with the passing of Ryan O'Neill, who was... I mean, very famous for his appearance in Love Story, 1970. Remember, it was Al Gore who said that story of Love Story was based on me and Tipper Gore when we went to Harvard. That's where I invented the Internet. Remember? I remember inventing the Internet. I didn't know that he was saying Love Story was based on him and Tipper. He said that the whole premise of Love Story was based on the love story of him and Tipper Gore when they both attended Harvard University. Now, you'll have to remind me. It's been a while since I've seen Love Story. Were there any... uh, 
uh, sensual massages in Love Story? I can't remember. Uh, I never watched Love Story, oh, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, it's been a long time. It so was, uh, to... look, it's where Ryan O'Neal hit the big time. And then remember, he was married to Farrah Fawcett. Oh, what a disaster that was for both of them. I mean, you talk about a dysfunctional relationship. But the point being is, for years, Al Gore would say, the whole premise of Love Story was based on the love story that I had with Tipper Gore at Harvard. Do you know who his roommate was no. when he was at Harvard? Who was? I'm going to torture you on this. Okay. Another great actor. Not Robert Ryan O'Neill. Another great actor. Okay. You've seen him many times. Okay. And how many times that Al Gore said, that was my roommate when he was sort of like in a, in a bit of a jam and people said, oh, that's right, you were destined to be president of the United States. <laughs> Not. Because everybody who would go to Harvard, oh, they're destined to be president of the United States. You're destined to be in the United States Supreme Court. Well, guess what? Maybe it's time for a good old-fashioned change. I think you're right about that, Curtis. And I got to tell you, the other thing, and this is what I want to ask you. Because this is something that's starting to pick up a little bit more steam now here, specifically in New York City with NYU and Columbia paying their fair share of taxes. And maybe it might be the actual budget shortfall that we're seeing with, that's come with this migrant disaster here. And Adam's looking to cut all this. But you were one of the first people on this. You and Andrew Yang during the mayoral campaign of 2021 on both sides of the political aisle said NYU and Columbia should go out there and pay their fair share. New York City should demand that they pay their fair share. Yeah, I'll break it down to you up next and yes. how it would be done because what are they going to do? Threaten to leave? Good. <laughs> Columbia, leave Morningside Heights. Get the NYU, heck out of here. you own now half of Greenwich Village. Just pick up and leave. Leave. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Right here on WABC. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.